0: Naked peeps, and you're listening to another episode of The Naked Nerd. I'm The Naked Nerd himself. How are you all doing, everyone? We are living in very isolating times. We are living in a world where one virus, one virus, has basically put our society into panic and into isolation. We are living in a time where we can't go outside. And if we do go outside, it can only be in our backyards. Um, It's been a very interesting couple of weeks, Naked Peeps. Very interesting indeed. My job has been put into limbo. Not as a podcaster, but my other job. Um, Many people have found themselves unemployed as a result of new legislation That governments have been putting in to ensure that uh, they stay safe, to ensure that the spread of the COVID virus uh, is maintained. At the moment, here in Australia, we've had a number of different legislation put in to help people stay inside. Uh, People who have come from overseas have been put into immediate isolation for 14 days, which they've been put into hotels, particularly in New South Wales. Uh, current statistics stand at over 5,000, at least here in Australia, with the increase of rates slightly decreasing uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Now that doesn't mean by any stretch of the manner that this virus has been contained completely. It just means that at the moment we are doing the right thing to maintain the spread. Now. Unfortunately, there have been people who have not really taken this particular virus seriously. Um, I myself, in the beginning, didn't really take it seriously because of my lack of understanding of how quickly it could spread. Now, there are a few things that you need to do to make sure that you do not get in contact with, or to, and rather to ensure uh, that the spread of the virus is uh basically maintained. So, first things first, um, and this is a very basic thing, but something that is going to help you a lot. Wash your hands. Wash your filthy hand, everyone. Um, so, it's recommended that you wash your hands between 20 to 30 seconds, uh, making sure that you uh, water your hands first, making sure that you add the soap, and making sure sure that the soap gets into all the nooks and crannies in your hands, uh, behind your wrists, um, and everywhere on your hands, the back of your hands as well. Um, The other thing that you also need to do is to make sure that you follow uh, social distancing rules and isolation rules. If you are sick, do not go out in public. If you are sick, make sure that you isolate yourself. If you feel that you are experiencing the symptoms of the COVID virus, you are to immediately seek help. Um, and I don't mean if you're experiencing just a cough. If you're experiencing a number of symptoms, it includes fever, the cough, um, congestion. Um, please seek medical help. Uh, don't leave it too late, though, and don't leave it and don't do it too early because. Um, medical practitioners and and hospitals at the moment are really trying to make sure that they have enough supplies to make sure that people are taken care of but also making sure that they take care of themselves and unfortunately it looks like this particular virus is going to stay with us for at least uh, the foreseeable future for at least a good six months now that doesn't mean that within six months that the virus will disappear on its own. It's going to need an uh, increase of certain practices. At the moment here in Australia, we are trialing certain medications to combat and prevent the, uh, the spread of the virus itself. We're also trying to create a vaccine here in Australia. However, realistically, the vaccine in itself is going to take between 12 to 18 months. So, if you're hoping for a quick fix, uh, that's not going to happen, naked peeps. And unfortunately, it is going to be with us for the long haul. So, uh, depending on where you come from, follow safety procedures and legislation. That includes social distancing um, and isolation. I've already spoken to a couple of people who have... um, who have been put into isolation because they have experienced some of the symptoms. of have also seen reports of people going out and not taking this particular uh, virus seriously, going out into groups. Uh, there's been reports of people uh, having parties when realistically they should not be. Um, now, uh, there's also been uh, instances where people uh, may have not Uh, understood the laws of regarding social isolation and distancing um, and they have been fined now please make sure that you are up to date with your current legislation whether they they be nationwide or statewide or whatever uh, precedent it takes in your particular country but do not by any means uh, disregard them because The government are trying to ensure that you are safe. Uh, Without the people, there is no economy. And at the moment, it just seems that uh, some people have not taken this seriously. And it's most unfortunate because, uh, particularly when we are in an information age, we have information basically sent out instantly that uh, people don't want to take this seriously. Um, On the other side of things, particularly money-wise, people have lost their jobs. Um, According to, I believe it's uh, ABC News, uh, CNN, uh, MSNBC, um, people have lost their jobs. In America alone, 6 million people this week have had to file for unemployment. Here in Australia, um, we've been trying. To, well, when I say we, I mean the government. Um, like I'm like, hey, you don't need to lose your jobs. Um, but the government have been trying to introduce uh, job keeper and job seeker payments. So for those people, particularly uh, those who are uh, in the retail and uh, hospitality industry, um, they've lost their jobs uh, because. Um, Safety guidelines and laws dictate that they have to close. They've had to close to uh, at least maintain the spread of the virus itself. Um, And I myself am currently in limbo and might need to actually uh, seek those payments myself. Um, I'm not going to go into what my particular job is because of the sensitivity that's involved and the confidentiality that's involved. But um, there are quite a number of people who need to actually go for this payment, uh, particularly as, uh, from our understanding, this virus isn't just going to go away. Um, and I have to say that the panic about it now, the panic about it now pretty much reminds me of Ebola and SARS, except this has taken it, taken, I'd say those particular viruses to a whole new level. Um, Which brings me to my next point, the mass hysteria that's been coming out of it, Um, which I'm glad that social isolation laws have been introduced, uh, particularly uh, with regards to uh, shopping or basically uh, making sure that you have the basic essentials. Um, There's still people who are hoarding toilet paper um, or rather basically cleaning out all toilet paper. Um, hand sanitizer, chemicals that are used for cleaning in general. Which, I understand that there is that fear of um, making sure that everything is clean and making sure that you have enough toilet paper for yourself. But it's just going too far. It's going way too far. But, um, I would say that it is going to be helpful, at least for now, to to have those laws being maintained. Um, But as of, I believe it's as of Monday or the next couple of days, um, grocery stores, uh, particularly Woolworths and Coles here in Australia, are going to be limiting the number of customers that go into the shops to maintain the aspect of social distancing and and making sure that um, there aren't too many people in the stores at the the same time, Um, which I think it's a very important thing to do at the moment. And unfortunately, it's something that uh, has to be done, Um, particularly when we're still in the very early stages of, of dealing with this particular virus. Now, unfortunately, it has brought people apart. Um... But, fortunately, it's also brought people together. Um, I myself have been able to maintain some contact with my friends uh, via Facebook, via Instagram, via Twitter, and via um, Zoom, which I'm trying out at the moment. Now, I'd like to actually do a proper Zoom chat with Naked Peeps, so stay tuned for uh, further updates particularly on Twitter and Instagram, which I am going to be, uh, doing a lot of updates there. Now, um, it's also been a bit of a, I'd say positive in terms of how I produce this podcast, because I've been able to at least get some people to contribute. Um, so, without further ado, I'd like to actually explore what people have been saying on my Twitter feed. So, Uh, One of the things I'd like to talk to you guys about before um, I dive into my review of uh, You Can't Ask That is some of the things I've been doing. So, one of the things I've been doing as part of the isolation is binge watching uh, and reading. So, what I've been doing through Twitter and Facebook and through Instagram, I've been posting episodes of... um, or rather, photos of episodes of what I'm watching. So I'm currently re-watching all the Doctor Who. I'm going back to the 1960s, everyone. That's right, I'm going back in time. And I've been able to show off a couple of these pics. Now, people have actually been uh, responding to that. Um, so, my first pick that I actually posted was about uh, the very first uh, Doctor Who episode an unearthly child. Uh so that featured uh the very first uh doctor um from our understanding, the very first doctor that was shown, which was William Hartnell, and his granddaughter Susan, who uh get discovered by Ian Chesterson and uh Barbara, who are teachers of Susan, and unfortunately uh all fortunately, uh, get trapped with the adventures of the Doctor. Now, I have been able to watch a couple of these episodes and so far I've been able to get a couple of uh, points of feedback, for example. So, uh, not yesterday but the day before, um, I was watching the first episode of Doctor Who and people have been liking what I've got to uh, Uh, have a look at I actually got a message uh, from one of my viewers saying that uh, they enjoyed uh, this particular episode even though they hadn't seen it for a good uh, 20 years or so Um, actually about 20 years ever since it was aired on ABC uh, back in the day and this is true so back in uh, the day so ABC for those of you who are international uh, listeners the ABC is Australia Broadcasting Corporation. So that's our ABC. Your ABCs may be different over, uh, depending on where you are. But we had reruns of Doctor Who. And yes, so I was able to also watch that back at that time. But I know exactly what they're talking about. Um, also, I got to uh, watch one of the episodes of The Daleks. Um. And I actually got some feedback. Um, Kevin Shea wrote in, Other than the Daleks and Cybermen, I don't recall any other First Doctor villains appearing more than once. And this is true. Um, with the First Doctor, had a, a variety of different villains. But besides the Daleks and the Cybermen, other creatures or other people that were part of the First Doctor timeline didn't really appear again. And one of my favorite comments uh, from Damien Eason, Daleks, yeah baby. Um, Can I tell you that I actually do love the Daleks myself, even though realistically they're a garbage bin uh, with a whisk and a plunder attached to them, uh, but I love the Daleks. I love them to death, and they would probably exterminate me, to be honest. Now, moving on, um, I've also was able to actually get some feedback from Facebook. Yes, that's right. Facebook, everyone. So, I am on Facebook, for those of you who do not know. I do have a Facebook page. Um, if you look up uh, The Naked Nerd on Facebook, you should be able to see what I've been posting. And this post uh, refers to the first uh, Doctor Who episode. Um, fr- Brett uh, from the existing News Club wrote, That's one episode I love to re-watch. Um, Daria uh, chimed in and said, I first saw it in 1981 on BBC2. Um, oh, yes, oh yes, it's part of the Five Faces of Doctor Who special. Um, and a few months later, I bought a novel, which was the first Doctor Who book I got. Nice. Um, from, from then on, uh, for the next few years, my teenage nights were spent watching Doctor Who on ABC at 6.30 and reading novels. Uh, my... Ten-year-old niece Ella became a, f- uh, a fan a couple of years ago, and I gave all my novels to her so she could learn how she uh, how the show came about, and that's a very positive. That's a very positive thing, because Doctor Who is something that I think can transcend generations. It also transcends a lot of uh, morals and issues that. Um, have basically helped us in our understanding of the world around us. But moving on, because, um, if you do follow my pages that includes Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you'll be seeing a lot of that, uh, throughout the rest of the time that we have in isolation. Uh, moving on. So, um, quite recently, and this was not, uh, this week, but last week, um, the ABC have a show called You Can't Ask That. And this particular episode of You Can't Ask That... Actually, even before I actually go into the episode, I'll give you a bit of a background. So, uh, this show asks different groups of people questions that people might not necessarily ask in public. Now, one of the things... Uh, what, sorry, one of the groups that was involved uh, last week was nudists. And not just any nudists, uh, nudists from the uh, YNOA, so the Young Nudists of Australia, but also people from other clubs. I believe there was Tindo, and I forget the others, but there were quite a number of different people who were there. Now, for the most part, I'd say that um, the show was able to grasp a very well-balanced of positive and negative points. Um, Now, one of my listeners actually chimed in on on Twitter, because I did ask people about uh, this particular episode, because it has received some mixed reviews. Some people didn't necessarily like it, because um, there were a couple... Actually, there was one particular person who was on there that is a newness, but not necessarily a nudist for the right reasons and i'll get into that in just a second but um chiming in i had a couple of people who actually answered uh my question about what they thought of that particular episode uh i'm not a nudist myself but i did watch and found uh this the episode frank honest and it was a good discussion uh it was fascinating and enlightening i would recommend it to anyone curious about nudism or even who are already engaged in the practice themselves um, yeah, I would also recommend it, uh, but I would say that, uh, not everyone was particularly pleased, uh, like David, uh, who replied, it was a mixture of good and poor representation, particularly bad was the conflicting messages on, on nude, on the nude scene. Um, yes, um, there were some conflicting messages, me- messages, messages on a couple of points, Um, Now, I did say it was mostly positive and mostly because uh, when it came to the answering of questions like, um, for example, what happens if you get skid marks or how do you avoid skid marks, uh, they talked about the towel, they talked about very much um, the general etiquette that's involved. one of the questions I was asked at the beginning, which I found quite funny, was um, when did you get into uh, getting people uh, to look at your junk? Which I think was a question that uh, I think was poorly worded. But also, uh, I think what they were trying to ask was when did you get into being a nudist? And I found that particular uh, question to be answered quite um, sensibly and quite appropriately. Um, However, when it came to a couple of questions about uh, whether it was okay to uh, to look at a person's junk or genitals, um, some people answered quite appropriately, others um, not so much. And I wasn't alone in that because particularly when it came to that question, um, it really did, uh, question a lot about the etiquette that is involved. Because, generally speaking, as a nudist, you're not supposed to stare at people's junk. Um, I mean, it's unavoidable to look, but to stare is a totally different thing. If you're constantly staring at a creepy, at a creepy level, it's just not appropriate. Um, the other question that was asked, and that gets commonly asked, is about, uh, what happens if a man gets an erection, or, or stiffies, as we call them here in Australia? Um, it was actually... Uh, part of it was answered uh, appropriately. The other part of it was very... Um, not so sort of appropriate. So basically, uh, one of the, the older nudists was saying something along the lines of, uh, You can just wank it off. And it wasn't really appropriate, like, uh, good to you if you're, if you practice good sexual health and all of that, but in the context of a news community, that's not necessarily appropriate, um, and one of the people who, who were, who was actually there, um, is actually well known to a lot of other uh, news communities as not necessarily being news himself. Look, he didn't uh, really, uh, come off creepy in the particular episode, but the one of the things he promoted, uh, in this particular episode was the fact that he had a cave in his resort as well as a bondage room. Um, which is not necessarily nudist. I mean, it's it's very adult, and I'm not having to go to people who are into any sort of uh, sexual kink. But for the purposes of this particular episode, it kind of led to people to question if nudists are all pervs. And I actually got a couple of friends who actually asked me about this because they were kind of creeped out uh, about that particular person as well. Um, I also had, um, the privilege of watching Google, uh, Gogglebox, not Googlebox, Gogglebox, Um uh, which is the show about, uh, people watching people, uh, who watch TV from the previous week. And there were, uh, a couple instances where people were like, uh, I, I, I think everyone was genuine except for that guy who talked about the bondage room. Um, And that's not to say that the others who were there didn't do a fabulous job because uh, one of the people who I felt answered the question pretty well and spot on uh, was Jess, who's also known as the nude blogger. Uh, And she entered and she basically commanded uh, the show. And I think she was basically the highlight of the show. Um, That's not to say that uh, the the other nudists uh, weren't as forthcoming and honest, which I liked. It was just that there were a couple of them who were very questionable, and I think that's fair uh, given um uh, that um the variety of people that were being asked wasn't a clear cut variety. And I understand that, particularly from the ABC's point of view, that they need to have a diverse um range of people. But I really felt that they needed to do a little bit more research uh, beforehand, and I don't think that's what they did. Um, But apart from that, uh, that's my take on the show. Now, if you have anything to add, please feel free to contact me on Twitter or or on Facebook. If you have anything to discuss, uh, particularly about uh, how you're doing with uh, this quarantine and social, social distancing, please let me know. Um, I'm going to try and organize a couple of Zoom chats, so please watch out for that. I'm also going to try and organize maybe a couple of Skype calls, so uh, please uh, be on the lookout for that. Now, I'm going to leave it at that, everyone, because uh, I have been talking for quite a bit. And just, actually, just before I even go, please take care of each other. I know it's going to be quite a rough few months, particularly for those who may have lost their jobs and may not necessarily have the money to keep going. But please stay safe. And if you ever feel lonely, if you ever feel like you need a chat, even if it's just not necessarily about being a nudist, it it can be about your favorite TV show, it could be about how uh, family life is going, I am here to listen to you. Now, please, as I say to everyone on the show, live nude and be yourself. And this has been Naked Nerds signing off. Have a good day, everyone.